Hi, my name is Susan. I've been arrested 32 times just for listening to people talk with each other. The problem was I used to hide in the bushes outside the windows of people's homes to enjoy listening to strangers talk to each other. It's just something I like to do. I get bored and lonely sometimes, you know. Hey, Susan, don't do all that. There's another way to enjoy random conversations? Now, thanks to the podcast show, I can enjoy listening to conversations with strangers and learn something new every week. No more listening outside the window just to enjoy a good conversation. Tune in weekly on Wednesdays and subscribe for updates on your favorite platform to the Toddcast show and help our podcast family continue to grow and share around the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Toddcast show. My name is Todd Murat, your host, and I'm so excited to be here with all of you. The Toddcast show is dedicated to exploring the human condition through conversation with strangers. We explore the positive, interesting, and oftentimes shocking side of human nature. In each episode of the Toddcast show, I talk with strangers in a down-to-earth, old-school, and heartfelt way about their life. Nothing is ever scripted, everything is spontaneous, positive, and we never discuss politics. You won't know what to expect next. Join in the conversation to laugh, love, learn, and grow with others around the planet. Who will I call next? Tune in to find out every Wednesday at midnight Pacific or for playback anytime on your favorite podcast listening platform. And stay connected with us at ToddCastShow.com. Hello there and welcome to the Toddcast Show. Today we've got a very special guest, a man named Liam. Liam, how are you today? I'm very well, Todd. Thank you very much for uh, having me on your show. Good to talk uh, to you. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you being on the show, Liam. Uh, may I ask where you're calling from today? Um, I'm at the moment in France. Wow, France. No kidding. What part of France? Um, near Strasbourg, which is uh, way on the eastern side. Very cool. What's life like in France these days? Is it as crazy in the, as it is in the States, or is it a little more normalized? With all the COVID I don't really stuff? know what... I don't really know anything about all those sorts of things. I just uh, live my own life and uh, enjoy the, the magic of this universe that we have around us. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Great. Let's go right to that. That's exactly right. I love it. Um, so you're one of those people that isn't affected by all this nonsense. What nonsense? We live in a perfect universe. I didn't know there was any nonsense. Mm. Have, have you talked anything you're referring to in particular that's, that I've missed? <laughs> oh, oh man, I love it, Liam, Liam, Liam. Um, that's a very unique approach, and I appreciate that quite a bit. Well, to be honest, there's this thing called COVID they've created, and uh, that's been a bit of nonsense. Uh, you know, separating people in mm. society and people getting sick and dying, and uh, lots of uh, serious medical issues out there, actually. Mm. I mean, I know that's an issue worldwide, but I'm not sure how it is in France. Do you guys mask up, or is everybody free to just live their lives normally because that's a big issue for some folks oh well, everything seems pretty normal at the moment that, that i've seen people are great you know very friendly and just like people everywhere special beautiful unique and that, uh 
That's right. great. That's great. That's great. So you don't, uh, you don't really, this is different. You know, I don't think I've ever spoken to somebody that really isn't affected by COVID. How do you avoid that? Like, how, how are you, tell me a little bit about how you create the space where you live in your world of faith. You know, it sounds like you live in a world of faith and harmony and uh, you sound like a very spiritual person. Tell me what that's like to ignore all the world's you know, events or whatever in favor of something greater. Well, you know, the funny thing is, what I mean, I've spent my life um, studying all sorts of different aspects of success and happiness and why we get the results we do in our life and why we, you know, why some people have problems or why most people have problems, in fact, and why we have the problems we have and why we have the good things we have. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, really, the what I do these days is I research and speak and teach about the brain and what I've discovered through many years of trial and error research working with other people working on myself is that you have this thing called a brain which is designed to make you the best that you can be it's a biological machine its sole purpose is to make sure that you survive and thrive by being the best that you can be and this is the same with all of nature. Every, every living thing in the, in the, on the planet has a brain with the sole purpose of ensuring that, that that creature survives the best of its ability. And I think we've forgotten as human beings that we have this thing called a brain and that, and that our purpose is actually to have a happy, successful life. But what we need to do is we need to figure out how to use this machine the right way. And the beauty is when you actually start using the machine the right way, you, you, you get a quite a different take on your life and a different experience of your life and a different understanding of really what the, what's going on in the world around you, your own world. Um, but it's like, if you don't use it the right way, you're going to end up, like with any machine, you're going to end up with problems and you're going to see the world, and I know this sounds a bit woo-woo, but it's actually biological, it's actually proven by science. But you're going to see the world as it's not. You're going to see a world that's full of problems, that's full of stress, that's full of things going wrong. Whereas when you use your brain the right way, and this isn't just about being on something that's that, um, about smoking something, when you actually use your brain effectively, you see the truth of what's actually going on the world, in the world and the perfection of everything. And I know it sounds like I probably am smoking something, but... This is all based in science. Oh, not at all, man. So no, 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 no. There's nothing weird about that. No, no, there's nothing weird about that at all. I believe we're all connected energetically, to be honest with you. Uh, my philosophy, my dad was a very gifted metaphysician. He's a very talented man. And he knew about things that a lot of people don't even believe are possible. And I saw it happen right in my own life. Uh, but yeah, dude, like mm. I'm, I'm with you all the way. Yeah, life is a very organized process, but often very confusing and cluttered, you know, with different things, I agree. Well, it's only confusing and cluttered, again, because we're not using our brain the right way, because our brain is, is this infinitely powerful machine designed to make sure we have the best life experience possible. That means without problems, that means without stress. And it actually has the power to show you, it's interesting you saying your father was a metaphysician, that there is much more to what's actually going on than we think. But when you use your brain the wrong way, you have a very limited perspective on what's, what's going on. 
And um, that, that's what creates the problem. That, you know, when you use your brain in a very limited way, you think that you are a, a, a helpless victim of circumstance, of people and events and, and things going on around you. Whereas biologically, that's not actually true. That's not who we are. But, you, but there's a difference between the truth and whether you can see it or not. I mean, it wasn't so, so long ago that um, you would, if you asked every great scientist in the world, what is the truth about, is the Earth flat or is it round? The accepted truth was that by science was that the Earth was flat. So the fact that the Earth was round, the fact that everyone believed the Earth was flat, didn't change the fact that the truth was that the Earth is round. So, and that's the same with today and the same with at any time in history and it's the same with any subject you want to talk about. Just because most people see something a certain way doesn't mean it's the truth. Mm -hmm. That's perception, so, right? Perception. Well, it's understanding, isn't it? When you understand what the, the, the sun, you know, the earth goes around the sun and not the other way around, when you understand that, it's not even perception, you just, you just know the truth. Right. But until you, until you know that, then you don't know what you don't know, if you like. Oh, yeah. So there's... one of my, I think one of the problems today, if you like, and this is really what my mission is about, is that people don't realize or what they think they see is the truth. They don't realize that all it is is their brain working in a certain way to give them an interpretation of that therefore they think is the truth. But it's not. Because you just need to change the way your brain works. You just need to change the way it operates and get it working right, and then your perception changes, as you say, and then you see the truth. Absolutely. Um, you made me think of a couple of quick things, and I'd like to take this down a little road, if we could, uh, to help people gain value from your experience and what you're talking about. Um, the first thing that you made me think about, and you actually said part of it, uh, there's something I learned a long time ago. I did something called the Landmark Forum. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I did the Landmark Forum a long time ago because I wanted to, you know, I've always been a believer in integrity and all that, but I really wanted to learn about authenticity. And so it, it did the job, man. Best $400 I ever spent. Uh, great experience. But one of the things I took mm. away from that, really great experience. One of the things I took away was uh, there's things that we know, there's things that we don't know, and then there's things that we don't know we don't know. And that last one is the trickiest part, and I think it actually does speak directly to what you're talking about. So, you know, the things that we don't know, we don't know. For example, in your case, we have the potential to get greater uh, precision, greater results, greater dynamics, whatever, out of our brain if we're able to use it right. So, you know, people know that they're not a rocket scientist, you know. Uh, they know that they know that. They know that they don't know astrophysics, you know, but they might not know that they don't know that they have the capability to improve certain things that seem impossible. And that's kind of what I hear you saying, is that the brain can be used to achieve the impossible or anything, really, and um, it's just a matter of how you use it. So the first thing I was curious about is what would you say people are missing out on mostly by not using their full brain and then maybe we can go into some ideas that you have about how people can learn to start using their their brains again <laughs> sure 
Well, the, well, the thing they're missing out on is the true experience of, of their own life. Because here's the thing, we're all designed, you know, life is designed to be a pleasurable, exciting experience. It's not designed to be a struggle with pressure and stress. And you only need to look at this from a purely biological perspective. And this is where, you know, I spent many years studying, I didn't do the landmark forum, but I did pretty well, I knew people who did, and I did pretty well everything else. I went to seminars, workshops, I studied religion, philosophy, psychology, did every personal self-help seminar, did fire walks, you know, you name it. Wow. Uh, meditation, spirituality. Cool. But what I noticed with all of those things is they didn't really answer the question, how can I feel really in control of my life? How can I feel truly happy and successful? Because even though I tried all those things, I still had lots of stress and problems in my life. Sure, I had lots of success as well in my own businesses and things, but I, but I never really felt anything was, was quite the right answer to give me what I really wanted, which is to feel great, to feel in control of my life, to feel that I was on the right path and I was doing the right thing. And um, it was only when um, I, I, I sort of went down a different track and I thought, well, after a few things that happened in my life, I started to spend a lot more time in nature. And, and it suddenly occurred to me, or gradually occurred to me, when I started to really look at what how nature operates, is I suddenly realized, you know, there's something going on here. There's a natural um, set of laws or processes to keep all of this functioning. And not only is it all functioning, but it's all functioning perfectly. If you look at any other creature, any, a bird, a plant, a, an insect, an animal in the wild, you notice that it lives in a state of perfection. Mm-hmm. It's being the best that it can be. It's not struggling. It's existing and there's a perfection there. And certainly there's life and death and decay and growth and all those things, but there's no, there's no real struggle. And in fact, what, um, what several researchers I was reading recently have, have come to the conclusion of is that nature is 98% successful. In other words, there's only a 2% failure rate. So a, a tree might be planted in the wrong place and it might fall over, or the, a storm might come along and, and wash some plants away, or whatever it is, or a drought might you know, end up killing um, life. But whatever it is, it's only a small percentage. Most of nature is 98% or 98% successful, being the best that it can be. For humans, we've got a 98% failure rate. 98% of people are not being the best they can be. They're not happy. They're, they're, they're living with stress and problems. And but the really ask, interesting thing... Yeah. Hey, real quick, though, just to touch on this, isn't stress and problems normal? Isn't that a normal part of life, in your opinion? Well, think about it from a logical point of view. Because if you were to ask a biological scientist, what is the purpose of life? And remember, we have a biological body as well. We're part of nature. We, we are subject to the laws of nature. You know, we can't just walk off a cliff and then expect to go upwards. We will go down. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're subject, and all of the, the organs in our body and our breathing and everything that we do, we're subject to a natural, a, a natural way that things work. The circadian, so are, circadian rhythm, right? Yeah, all of those sorts of things. So the first thing we need to say is, okay, well, if, if biology, if nature has a certain way of operating and we're part of that, then how does it work? What's it designed to do? 
And every biological scientist will tell you that, the, the, that all of nature is designed, wired, and has the purpose of being the best that it can be so it has the greatest chance of survival. Because survival is the fundamental function and purpose of all life. All life is there trying to survive so that it can carry on the survival of the species and whatever. Okay. So, so if all of nature is wired, designed to strive to survive, it does that by striving and aiming to be the very best that it can be, the strongest, healthiest, and most well-adjusted that it can be to give it the greatest chance of survival. Natural selection. Well, yes, but all every single organism is wired for it individually Mm -hmm. to be the best that it can be so that it has the greatest chance of survival. Mm -hmm. So if we're an organism as as well, if we're part of nature, then we must have the same wiring. And we do. Interesting. The human body is designed to be the best that it can be so that it has the greatest chance of survival. But of course, for humans, being the best you can be and having the greatest chance of survival doesn't just mean being physically the best you can be. So that you're strongest and healthiest, so you have greatest chance of surviving, you know, fighting off disease or whatever. It also means being emotionally, mentally, and spiritually the best that you can be. In other words, being happy. Yes. So, coming back to your original question, our purpose is actually to be happy. Because when we're happy, on a biological level, we are the best that we can be. We're our most resourceful, our most creative, our most imaginative. We contribute the most. We're the most loving, the most giving. So we, in a very direct way, and we also, our body is in its best shape. So if that's the case, and if we're all wired to be the best that we can be, and if all of nature is wired to be the best it can be, then how do problems or stress help us? How can they be natural? Do they help us to be the best that we can be? Do they help us thrive? Do they make us stronger? Healthier, happier, more resourceful. That's a, question, that's a question that I ask, to be honest, all the time. Is stress a motivator or is it a detractor? On every level, it's a detractor because physically, stress damages the body. In fact, science is increasingly realizing that all of disease is caused by stress, fundamentally. Oh, my. And yeah, this is becoming a well-proven proven fact. But also, stress... It's not a motivator. It actually demotivates you. People get depressed. They don't do. They don't do much. They, and they. And it shuts down your creativity. And that comes down to understanding how the brain works as well. But stress, overcoming stress, is a motivator. But not the stress itself. It's damaging. So problems and stress are not helpful. Then they they actually take us away from our purpose of of being the best that we can be. And uh, therefore, you'd have to say, well, why do we have them? What, you know, if they're not natural, why do we have them? Well, it can only come down to one thing. We're not doing something right. We're, we're using the laws of nature in the wrong way. Interesting. And we'd have to say, well, how are we using the laws of nature? Well, the, the, the thing we're doing wrong is that if all of life is designed to be the best that it can be, if, if that's its function, its purpose, that's the whole, you know, then you have to ask yourself, is this, what's the mechanism, what's the machinery, what's the system mm-hmm. that enables all life to fulfill its purpose? It must have a, 
have a way of doing it. Nature must have provided a way of achieving that purpose. Oh, God, please tell me, tell me you're going to give us the answer to that magical question, eternal question right there, man. <laughs> the well, what has it given us? <laughs> yes, I do. It's, it's given us, every living thing has a biological machine designed to make sure that it's the best that it can be, and that's a brain. The brain has only one purpose for every organism, to ensure that that organism is the best that it can be so that it has the greatest chance of survival. That's it. And we've got a brain. We've got a human brain, and our brain has exactly that purpose as well. That and nothing else, to keep us alive and do everything it can and is capable of to make sure that we are our best so that we have the greatest chance to carry on surviving and to thrive and, you know, survive. Absolutely. It, it might sound a little elementary, but I was wondering, um, in your opinion, could you speak to what people are missing out on by misusing this very important sure. tool that we are given? And then let's talk a little bit about how it can be improved and how to dial it in. Sure. Well, the most important thing to realize, because the thing about the brain, even though it's incredibly powerful, it's, it is a machine, because like it, it, it is a machine in the sense that it has a purpose, a single purpose, a single job to do. Now, if you think about your motor car, that's another machine. And you think, well, that's pretty obvious. What is a motor car? It's a machine to de design for one purpose, which is to get you from where you are to where you want to go. That's what it's designed to do. And you know that if you use it right, then it's going to get you to where you want to go. And it's going to do it predictably, guaranteed it'll do that um, efficiently, and you'll have a good ride. You'll enjoy it. You won't need to, to it, it won't be a problem. It'll just do that. So, but there's only one reason why that machine with your car wouldn't get you to where you want to go. And that is, well, there's two reasons, really. One is you put the wrong fuel in it. And the second thing is you don't know how to drive it. You know, you wouldn't get into a car and say, okay, I want to go 100 miles down the road. Now, what is this thing, a car? I don't know how to drive it. Um, well, but I know a, that's what it's supposed a, to do. If you have a Tesla, you are okay. You could talk to the car. <laughs> well, but you wouldn't even <laughs> necessarily know that. You might think maybe what I should do is get out from behind and push the car. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. And that's what most, so the brain is the same thing. And the most important thing to know, I think, about how to use your brain the right way, how to get the results you want in your life, is firstly to acknowledge that, that the purpose of your life is to be the best that you can be, to understand that from a biological perspective. Secondly, to understand that you have a machine that has a specific job is designed to do that, and it can do that. So the only th when you realize those things, it's a bit like with a car. You, you know, right, well, I know what a car is now. It's designed to get me somewhere comfortably. I know that um, that's what it's designed to do. All I, and I know that I need to know how to use it, otherwise it won't do it. Mm -hmm. So all I need to do is, is learn how to drive it. You know, we, no, we wouldn't let anyone drive our car if they didn't know how to drive it. We'd say, well, you need to go and have some lessons. You need to understand how to use it. Very good, <laughs> So exactly. the, beauty with, the beauty with life, right, and, I, and I learned this the hard way, trying all these different things is this. you don't need to know the 50 ways to do something and you don't need more information it's like with a car you don't need to know how the leather seats go up and down and what the electrical bits do and you know what piston does that or what wire does that you don't need to know that all you need to know is a few basic principles that firstly that's what its job is to do secondly that it will do it and you just need to know how to push a few levers and buttons 
to make sure that it that it goes the right way, and it'll it'll do the job for you. Well, so there is one thing that comes to mind, and I know from myself, you know, I've struggled with depression a bit, and uh, you know, had some family trauma and some things that kind of threw my mind into a funky place, and I think personally, I can identify with people out there that might feel like, man, that's a great example, but how does that apply to my life and like getting a better job or like uh, finding the right relationships and things like that? Um, because I think that's what, you know, one of the things we're all after is uh, human connection and all that, you know, and for me, I agree with you completely in everything you say, uh, but I just wonder sometimes like, you know, even in my own funk every now and then, like, you know, we can get lost and it's easy to forget or to get distracted. Can you speak to that on how to stay on the positive track? Sure. Maybe I could give you a quick rundown for your listeners as well on, on the, how the brain works. It's really quick. Um, so, so basically, and this is a model I've created for how the brain works. It's all based on science. It's all got a lot of technical um, explanation if you want that, but people don't want that. They just want to know how to use it. Sure. <laughs> so, um, and I think by understanding that, people will realize it's a bit like anything. You know, if you've got problems driving a car and you're getting frustrated and things aren't going wrong, right, you want a quick fix. But at the end of the day, you know that, all, that you can't have a quick fix. And, you, and it doesn't matter how frustrated you are and how, um, or how motivated you are or how much you pray or, what, or how, how justified you feel. If you're using it the wrong way, you're simply not going to get the right result. So you, you, you would peel it all back and say, well, all that, enough noise, enough complaining about what's going wrong. I need to figure out how to use it. And when I, when I know how to use it, then all of those things will fall away. And I know this sounds hard to believe when pe because people have got lots of problems. But when you think, when you understand, you realize that there's something that you can do that's quite different that actually will give you a result. And this is what happened to me personally, and this is also what I've, through my teaching and coaching that I've been doing over the last decade or so, I've seen the difference in people, what really creates the difference. So I'll just give you a quick rundown on how the brain works. There's four parts to it. Okay, the first part is your thinking brain, what I call the thinking brain. Now, and this is located physically on the top of your head. And what this part of your brain does, it takes every bit of information from your environment that you are exposed to in every moment of your life, and it stores it in this part of your brain. So everything that you hear, everything you take in through your senses, everything you hear, smell, taste, touch, see, also your thoughts and ideas, they come into this part of your brain and they're stored there. This is like a big library or a database of all of your knowledge, all of your information, everything you've picked up in your life. It's the thinking brain. The second part of the brain is the emotional brain, or what I call the feeling brain. This is located just below the, the thinking brain. Now the emotional brain, it's obvious what this does, this is responsible for managing your emotions. This controls how you feel, everything from great positive emotion to negative emotion, everything from love, gratitude, generosity to, you know, fear, stress, worry, anxiety, all those things. This is all managed by the thinking brain, the emotional brain. The third part of the brain is the survival brain. And this manages and, and looks after everything that keeps you alive, keeps you surviving, without you having to think about it, which is, you know, your, all of your organs, your heartbeat, your breathing, all of your digestion, basically every physical function that goes on to keep you alive. This is all managed 
by your survival brain. This is actually located in the back of your head, physically. There's one other aspect of your survival, though, that's really, really important, and that is what the way you're supposed to live. Remember I said originally that we're designed to be the best that we can be, in other words, be happy. Mm -hmm. And when our brain is working right, that's the way we're living. But there's only one time when that might not be the case, and that is when something unexpected comes into your life that could be a, 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 a danger or a threat to your survival or something that could harm you. So if you think back to you know prehistoric times and the, the tribes that are walking through the forest, the lion jumps out from behind the rock. Right. And what, hap- what happens then is your brain recognizes here is an immediate threat to your survival. Here is something that could harm you right here and right now. And it activates something in your survival brain that we sometimes call the fight, flight, freeze mechanism. Uh-huh. We've probably all heard of that. So you react. You know, so without thinking, instantaneously you do something, your brain gets you to do something in a response to an immediate threat. So, and the way it does that, so for instance for the lion, you know, it might be you run away or you shout out for help or you prepare yourself to stand and fight the lion or whatever it is. But this is just an automatic reaction. This is something that's created by your survival brain to deal with any unexpected threat, danger to your immediate well-being or survival. So that's obviously really important. And of course, the way it does that is that it, it actually comes from your emotional brain. It activates something called fear. So fear is a signal from your brain that you're facing an immediate threat, a danger, something that could harm you physically or even kill you. And that's what activates this fight, flight, freeze mechanism, is this, this feeling of fear. It's on a physical, biological, chemical level. So that's all great. So you fight the lion and off you go, off the way the lion goes, and then the brain says, right, everything's safe again. Get back to, to being living your life purpose, being the best you can be, feeling the best that you can. Every, you know, thriving, in other words. Interesting. So, so do, you, do you think that ancient man and woman uh, didn't experience stress? Was stress a human-created condition? Well, this is what is interesting. This is what we'll come on to because the fourth part of the brain which in many ways is the, is the part that's, that manages the whole show. And this is something that science has more recently discovered because for a long time the model of the brain was those three parts. But they found that there are other parts of the brain that have a different function and it's what I call the creative brain. And what happens in the creative brain is this is the part where you get your imagination from. It's where you get your creativity from. It's where, for instance, you know, composers would say, well, I just heard the music and I wrote it down. I don't know where it came from, but I just, mm-hmm. it just came to me. Or, mm-hmm. or writers or artists say, I saw the, the picture and I painted it. This is all comes from your creative brain. This is also the part of your brain that gives you those gut feelings about your gut instincts. Sometimes we say, mm, that doesn't feel right, or it does feel right, or I should do that, or maybe I shouldn't do that. And that's part of the machine, of course, right? If this is a physical thing. This is, these are all tools that your brain provides you with for right, you right. to be the best that you can be so that you make the right decisions and you don't make the wrong decisions. And we've all been in that place where something feels really wrong, but we still do it anyway yeah. because we override this part of our brain. But the creative brain also manages our motivation. It's where we feel and it's, our, it's where we're at our most creative and resourceful. And it's where we make the right decisions. We do the right things. And we've all probably been in that 
space sometimes where you feel in the flow or in the zone. They often call this as well the state where things are working right. You're, you're doing the right things. The right people are showing up in your life. The right um, situations. It just seems, and you call it luck and coincidence. And wow, this is all great. What's happening? This is fantastic. You know, you meet somebody. Wow, I love them. I'm going to marry them. You don't know. You know, it's all not your thinking brain. It's nothing to do with logic or anything. It just all seems to work. And it turns out biologically, as I say, this is all managed by this part of your brain called the creative brain. And it turns out that biologically, this is the way you're supposed to live. Because this is you being your best. This is you thriving and surviving. This is you living your biological purpose. And therefore, this is the way your brain is designed to make sure you live like that. That you do reach your full potential biologically. But there's only one time when you're not supposed to be in the state, when you're making the right decisions, when your good ideas are coming to you, you're getting these aha moments, you have this greater awareness, because earlier I mentioned, right at the beginning we talked about, you know, problems and what's going on in the world. When you live in this creative state, you see the truth of what is, what is in your world, and it's very different to what most people see when they're in a stress state, and I'll explain why um, shortly, because it comes down to what your brain is allowing you to see. But basically, there's only one time when you when you're living in the state of great awareness, you see the truth of, you know, what should what you should do and what you shouldn't do. You're motivated, you're resourceful, you're creative, you're producing a lot of great things, you're, and you're really doing what you yourself, as a unique person, are here to do to be the best that you can be, not compared to anyone else, but being the best version of you. But there's only one time you're not supposed to be like that. And that is when, very occasionally, a lion might leap out from behind a rock. <laughs> or you're presented with an immediate danger. And what happens then? The brain says, right, we have a danger here, a threat to get rid of. It shuts down the creative brain because it draws all of the resources that it can from everywhere else in your body. It even shuts down things like your, your digestion. Anything wow. that's not necessary to deal with, with an immediate threat it draws all that energy and diverts all of that energy to get rid of that immediate threat because it's going to need that energy, quite possibly. This is why people often you hear about people who develop superhuman strength when they're faced with an immediate threat. You know, they can lift the car off their child or yeah. whatever. We hear about these things. And this is how, so how it works is when you're faced with this immediate threat, remember the brain's signal is fear. When, it, when you feel fear, you activate this part of your brain and you're diverting all of the resources away from your creative brain and everywhere else to, to deal with this immediate threat. So it shuts down your creative brain. That's what it's designed to do. And what happens then, of course, is you're in a state, all you're doing is focusing on this immediate threat. You're, you're reacting to it. And as soon as it's gone, you're supposed to go back into a good state. But, it gets but what happens? get stuck doesn't it well what happens is most people are in this state all the time because they've trained their brain to, to create imaginary lions around them all the time oh. so this is what's creating the stress people are seeing something or their, or their brain is seeing something that, that they're interpreting as an immediate threat that could harm them or even kill them there and then and most of the time it's not true Somebody, on it, somebody coming to you and saying something negative to you that makes you feel bad, it's not a threat to your survival. Mm -hmm. Your wife coming to you and telling you what she wants a divorce, 
that's not a threat to your survival. Seeing no, something no. on the television about some supposed disease that, that's killing all people around the world, even if it is true, well, how do you know it's true? It's just some, somebody saying it on the television. That's but right. even if it was, it's not an immediate threat to your survival. But you've trained your brain throughout your life by bringing all the stuff in to believe certain things and, 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 and say they, these are threats to your survival. And it locks you into the state of fear where you're in your survival state, where you can only see negative things. You can't see the truth. And you don't have access to all of the resources that are there to make you the best that you can be. So the, just, the resources that will solve your problems, will tell you what to do. Show quick, you, you, know, you don't have access to all that. Just Sorry. to tap, <laughs> tap in real quick, so it's kind of the equivalent of if you're driving the car and you're in full control of the car, all of a sudden all you're able to do is roll down the window, right? Nothing else. Well, it's being in the car with your foot and you see a, a, a danger, a threat to your survival when, it, when it's not there. You see a, a lion running out in front of the car and it's not there. So what do you do? Uh. You slam your foot on the, on the brake. Mm. But it, there's nothing there. To, and so instead of you just enjoying this ride in the car and looking out the window and enjoying what's actually there, this beautiful scenery, you're driving along seeing imaginary lions <laughs> slamming on the brakes every five yards and, and being really stressed and going, oh, where's the next lion? Oh, there's another one around the corner. Oh, and your, feet, your hands are clenched on the steering wheel. You can't operate a, a good experience like that because mm-hmm. the machine's not. you're not driving the machine the right way. So if this everybody... This is a big problem, it sounds like, and, and the way that you've put it, I've never heard this example. I think it's really fascinating, quite frankly, and uh, the lions, you know, for me at least, I, you know, I'm an imaginary person, very visual, so when you say lions, you know, I see the lions, like, from way back when, and I hear the uh, Weema Way song in my mind, and, you know, I'm thinking about exactly yeah. what you're saying, but I also am interpreting it as a modern problem, so... You know, when you think of it, there's so much for people to get freaked out about, and there's a lot for them to latch onto that's negative. And it sounds like your formula is brilliant for staying away from the effects of that, and I really, really appreciate that. So, how do we go from being in the fear state to being in the creative state? How do you how do you take okay. that back? How do you own it? Like how, as an individual, yeah. it sounds like you're saying that you're mind is also responsible for helping to direct your destiny if you're using your mind correctly it will lead you to the right place where you're supposed to be and protect you as you go along the way correct absolutely we have no concept how powerful our brain actually is it has the computing power of 500 trillion computer microprocessors wow so it not only has has the purpose to make your life the best it can be it has the ability to do that. It's, it's biologically designed to achieve that goal. That's, that's what it does. So, of course, it can control your environment. Of course, it can bring to you the right people. It can bring to you right situations and circumstances so that things, things work. You know, where does your wife or your husband come from that you married? Do you, did you plan for them to show up? They just showed up. You yeah. call it luck, coincidence. But there's no luck or coincidence in this, in this, on a biological level, it can't be. It wouldn't exist otherwise. Everything's in perfect harmony, and of course, you don't see that when you're in this survival state. You only see that when you're in your creative state. You can see that there's no luck or coincidence; that it's all perfect. So, 
the way the, the first thing to do is to realize this is how it works that's the most important thing really because it's like with your car when you know how it works then there's no then you think well this is crazy i shouldn't use it any other way all i need to do is learn how to, how, how to do it not carry on you know slamming the foot brake on in front of imaginary lions all the time that's that's ridiculous so the next important thing to realize is what is the enemy what is causing you to get into this survival state that's blocking all of your resources to creating your ideal life including dealing with your problems good question and what it is what it is is fear when you feel fear you activate your brain activates your survival state shuts down all your creative state fear so fear is the enemy and the thing is it doesn't matter how justified you might feel about what's going on in your life and saying well I can't not be afraid because um, I've got all these things going on but just imagine someone comes along to you and says um, you know here's some hydrochloric acid this is the latest greatest fuel to, to put it in your car you'd say I beg your pardon and they say well I'll give you a million dollars if you put this in your car and look everyone else was thinking about putting it in their car as well in fact it's the latest greatest thing and if you've got any doubts about it just believe have faith trust pray be motivated think positive and everything will be fine <laughs> now you're going to say I think you're a bit insane because you obviously don't understand how a car works and they say well look whatever it is whatever objection you have to putting to not putting it in just get over it you say look I'm so, you just don't understand and it's the same with fear it, when you understand that fear is like hydrochloric acid into your body and it prevents you from accessing your creative brain and it keeps you locked in the state that that is, is just a reactive state and that is damaging you and you'll never be able to create the life you really want when you understand that the only thing that's blocking you is fear it's the wrong fuel it, it's 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 the mechanism you can do everything you can to say I've got to eliminate fear in my life fear is my enemy and people say well I can't eliminate fear I've got all these things going on you have more choice than you're prepared to admit you have the choice to turn off that TV you have the choice to not talk about oh there's all the problems in the world with pandemics and wars and everything else you have the choice not to think about that you have the choice not to talk to people who make you feel bad you have the choice not to, of not to have relationships with people who make you feel bad. You have the choice to end that job that you hate or that business that you don't like that, that's not working, that's stressing you out. We have all these choices. Now, sometimes you might think, well, they're big choices. I mean, it's easy enough to turn off the TV, but what do I do with a partner who's really negative or an employee or a, or a boss or whatever? I know, you know, but it unfortunately to be the bearer of bad and good news is it doesn't matter what justification it's like the hydrochloric acid that's it you have to you know you can't just justify it you have to find a way to accept that's what's causing the problem and the beauty is once you start to stop, stop allowing things that make you feel bad into your life your awareness shifts and your life shifts and this is what happened to me this is the transformation I had Suddenly, really great things started to happen. I started yeah. to meet better people, and so this is what—it's ha- a natural biological thing because you're allowing the creative part of your brain to do its job and actually get on with creating your ideal life. And if people don't believe me or don't believe biology, maybe they'll believe what it says in the Bible. 
and the Bi- if they're a Christian. And the Bible is the greatest manual on how to use your brain that exists. And it mm-hmm. says there more than 360 times in the Bible, be not afraid, have no fear, trust, mm-hmm. believe, have faith. It doesn't say try not to be as afraid or I know you live in a really, really stressful world but, but do things that make you feel a bit better and try not to be so afraid. It'll be okay. It doesn't say that. It says be not afraid because being afraid is using your brain the wrong way. It's activating a, a, a something actually called the sympathetic nervous system which is designed for only one purpose and that's to get rid of the lion that's standing in front of you, the immediate threat to your survival. It's not designed to solve your problems. It can't solve your problems. All it can do is actually make more problems by making you make wrong decisions, and we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. But you see what sure. I'm what I'm getting at? It's um, this is a biological thing, and again, as I say, it doesn't matter how justified you feel in your life. When you understand, this is the hydrochloric acid. You you know you, these are the stakes. The stakes are very high. It's your life we're talking about. It's your allowing your brain to unlock the real you. That's what you've got to do. That's what you've got to make your focus. And sometimes it's, as I say, they might be tough decisions, but they, they're not tough when you realize what's, what's to be gained and lost. Yeah. You're going to be the take? best version of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to mm-hmm. turn into this, this wonderful person that everybody loves and that you love everybody, and you're going to have a marvelous life. That's what you're here for. Absolutely. And I know that a lot of people out there, you know, I'm single myself currently. I'm sure it won't last forever, but... Uh, sometimes I think it does. I live in a very country, rural area, so there's not a lot of people around here. Um, but people even in cities, which I find amazing, you know, when I live in a city, it's it's really easy to find relationships and all because there's people everywhere. But um, I know that a lot of people struggle even being surrounded with other people with loneliness and isolation. People talk about how they can't find a relationship or love. What's What's that all about, in your opinion, if you don't mind just for a minute um, speaking to that? Well, the biggest problem is fear, isn't it? Again, fear is at the heart of everything. When they're saying, I can't find a relationship, I can't find the right person, it's also what keeps people stuck in the wrong relationship when they're already in one, because they're afraid that if they're not in a relationship, they're afraid of being rejected, or they're afraid of commitment that they'll end up with somebody and they'll end up in a situation or circumstances that they don't enjoy or that, uh, you know, end up with somebody who's a lunatic <laughs> or yeah, whatever exactly. it is. Mm-hmm. So everything, but if you knew that you were going to meet the right people at the right time, two interesting things happen. One is your creative brain takes over and actually finds you um, the right person. But the other thing is you become a much more attractive and better person. If you're happy, easygoing, not stressed, not worried, you're really positive, you're energetic, you're outgoing, you compliment people, you smile at people, none of those are based on fear. They're based on you being, that's the real you. When you're the real you, the, the right people show up in your life. And you're far more attractive to everybody when you're being the real you, when you're not worried about you know, being afraid and all those things. So. Even on a psychological level, it's like what I'm talking about is biology, but even on a psychological level, you can see that feeling afraid and feeling doubtful and worried and anxious and all those things, you don't do the right things and you don't project the right energy to get the right result. Yes, that makes perfect sense. So uh, a lot of times we're sending out the wrong signals without even knowing it. 
Oh, it's, you know, this has all been conditioned into us, and, and it comes back to your original question about aren't, aren't problems and stress natural? Well, just because everybody has them doesn't make them normal, doesn't make mm. them natural. Mm. Just because everybody believes that the earth is flat doesn't make it true. No, no, it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> it's a circle. It wasn't so long ago that everybody did believe the earth was flat. Yes, they thought the we believe, what the people believe today that in, in ten years' time is going to be proven not to be true. Been yeah. plenty, you know, go back ten years and there've been plenty of things that, you know, I, I was reading in 19. Uh, there was a um, report done by a very prominent scientist who said that within ten years, the ice, um, what do you call it, ice caps, north and south pole, will be completely melted. And the earth and everything will be underwater. It'll, everything will be 20 feet higher. That was said in 1979. Uh -huh. And within 10 years, we'd all be underwater. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, yeah. And, I mean, three years ago, they said that by this year, Bitcoin, that cryptocurrency, would use more energy than the entire planet. And this isn't just some um, idiots. These, these are these are mainstream um, scientists, uh, magazines newspapers that are saying these things and we believe them mm. but are they true <laughs> so this is where you have to and the great thing is when you start using your creative brain you realize there is only one truth you have an infinitely powerful machine that's biologically designed to give you the perfect life for you why don't you let it do its job why well, don't you let it drive life i couldn't agree more couldn't, couldn't agree more let me ask you something then how do people discern truth Let's say in this world of illusion, let's call it, uh, how would someone learn to discern truth using their creative brain? Well, the beauty of your creative brain, your creative brain already knows the truth. You don't need to try and figure it out. When you're trying to figure out things, that's using your survival brain. That's using your brain the wrong way because that comes from fear. Oh, I need to try and figure this out. I need to read another book. I need to try and you know write down the 10 reasons why this is true or not true I need to analyze everything your creative brain already knows the answer and if you allow it to do its job you will see the truth you, and you will go well that's obvious <laughs> you know absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's not meant to be a struggle your brain is not you're not here to struggle if you look at the rest of nature it's not struggling you're not designed to struggle you're designed mm -hmm. to put in effort you're designed mm -hmm. to be productive, but you're not designed to struggle. Interesting. Does that positive make biological sense? Does positive thinking play a role in all this? Well, yes and no. When you are using your creative brain, you naturally think positive. But the problem for most people is that they're trying to think positive from a state of stress, fear, and anxiety, and that's mm -hmm. not positive thinking. That you can, you know. You will naturally think positive when you use your brain the right way, but you can't force yourself to use your creative brain this way. You can't struggle your, your, yourself out of your problems. And I, I've known this, and I'm sure most people know this, is that the more you try and solve your problems, you might solve some of them, but you keep ending up with more. And you think, like I used to think, well, obviously problems are natural, stress is natural. But it's not. It doesn't make sense from a biological level. So. When you try and think positive, what are you really doing? You're trying to overcome your negative thinking. By, and you think, well, if I say to myself a thousand times a day, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, when you're not, that some, 
somehow that'll overcome, somehow one day I'll believe it and then I will be a millionaire. It's just not the way it works because what you're actually saying, I'm a millionaire, oh no I'm not, I'm a millionaire, no I'm not, I'm a millionaire. You're reinforcing the fact that you're not what, you, what you're trying to be positive about. And I think if people really um, examine how they're feeling when they try and think positive, they realize they're acting from a state of fear. They're saying, I really want that thing to happen to get me out of my pain, to solve my problems, and for me to be happy. Rather than realizing you actually have to be happy first. You actually have to be in this creative state first, and then your problems will be solved. Not, you don't get happy by solving your problems. When you're happy, that's, then your problems get solved. It's the opposite way around. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, no, I don't think many people put it in that way. That's a very fascinating point that you make. Um, does the brain change over time once you start uh, living in the state of, you know, confidence, not fear, and you're focusing on the love and joy and harmony and creativity, you know, all of that, does the brain naturally change over time or is this something that you constantly do? Like, how does it work to see lasting results with this? Well, the great thing is it's, it, you don't need to struggle with this. All you need to do is be mindful of what fuel you're putting in. And the better fuel you start putting in, the less interested you become in, in putting the wrong fuel anyway. So if you're used to, to watching negative stuff or um, talking to negative people, once you break this, once you realize how poisonous this is, how, how it's the, the hydrochloric acid to your true life, then you stop doing it. And the less you do it, the more you don't want to do it. And the more you start doing things like, you know, for instance, I'm very, I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I understand a lot more about how the machine works, which I'm trying to, you know, as, as often as possible, use it the right way. But I'm often or sometimes in a situation, my partner and I, and we just go, this doesn't feel right, let's leave. I've been in restaurants. We sit down, this doesn't, and, you know, even when we've ordered, and we just say, look, cancel the order, this just doesn't, we have no explanation for it, just doesn't feel right. Yeah. And, then obviously, and then what happens is we go around the corner and we find a much a far better restaurant. That we, you know, So once you start trusting your brain to do this, mm -hmm. you'll be amazed at what happens. And things like, you would call them miracles show up, unexpected events. And you go, you know, how did that happen? So when you have the courage to say, maybe I'm in the wrong job or in the wrong relationship, Instead of being afraid and staying stuck there because you don't think you'll have a better one coming, once you start using your creative brain, you, you start making, you say, well, you know, I'll, of course I'll find something different and the, and the right thing shows up. So it's not so much changing, your brain doesn't change. I mean, your creative brain, the four parts are, are still all there. They're still designed to do their job, like the car. It's still got wheels and an engine, an engine whether you use it or not. But it's just, it's there and it, and it fun and you function far more efficiently and um, and better and your life is that much more efficient if you like and better it's just it's just natural biology mm -hmm. would you call this an emotional state of bliss is that what you would refer because it sounds very blissful uh, living in this world where fear is uh, you know not even an option really it sounds like you're a man that's figured it out you know it's like it's not even an option anymore for you so you know I think that's really well, interesting that's very interesting 
Well, it's a state where you wake up in the morning excited for the day, and and you, you instead of trying to wonder what or trying to figure stuff out, you live in the moment. And and people talk about this mindfulness or being present or the power of now living in the moment. This is really what it is, because when you're living in the moment, that's the state where you're not afraid. You're not worried about what thinking about what's going to happen happen in the future. You're just enjoying what's actually happening there and then. And that's the way you're naturally supposed to be. You're naturally here to enjoy what you've got, not worry about the future or the past and, and, and to take you away from enjoying what you have in the moment. So you enjoy the moment, you enjoy what you're doing, you enjoy, you have a sense of, wow, we live in this incredible world. Why, why would I be unhappy or upset or, or ungrateful? Because if we believe there's a God and we pray to God, God knows what we want. And I, I used to be a Christian in terms of an active one, I'm, I, I no longer am, but I, I, I can relate to this very strongly because it's biologically true as well. That God, does, God knows what you want, and the way he knows what you want is he's given you this life, he's given you a machine to ensure you get this life, that you live this life, and that comes from using your creative brain to run, run the show. So God already, already knows what you want and need to be happy. So if you want to pray to God, just be grateful for what you have, rather than, than try and say to God, well, you don't actually know what I want, so give, but I do, give me this. It's a bit like a child comes to you and says, can I have an ice cream? And you as the parent, you, you know that it's not the best for the child, you, don't, you know, and you say, no, you can't have it. And they beg and plead and get all stressed and unhappy, but you still know it's best for them not to have it. And it's the same with your brain. You don't need to be stressed and worried about what's going to show up in your life and what you should have. You can just be there and enjoy it. That's what you're supposed to do. Enjoy this present moment. That's what it's all about. And it even says that in the Bible as well. Give no thought for tomorrow. Do not worry about tomorrow. And do not worry about what you shall eat, drink, or, or wear. All of nature, and I'm paraphrasing, but you might know the quote or your listeners might know it. Um, all of nature, you look at the flowers of the field, how beautiful they are, and they're totally provided for. How much more beautiful are you? You don't think you're going to be provided for? Of course you are. But you need to use the machine. You've been, you can't blame God if you're driving the car the wrong way. <laughs> and <laughs> you have a crash. <laughs> now, he's given you the machine. He's told you how to use it. If you're not using it the right way, well, it's not, not God's fault. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. <laughs> Man, that is fascinating. You really hit on a lot of points. Um, you know, just to kind of get close to wrapping up a little bit, I don't want to miss anything. Is there anything that might be important to this message to give people something, you know, to really drive this home in their own lives? Is there anything else that you can mention? And of course, if you have a book or a website or something, I definitely want to help promote that for you. Thank you. Well, actually, on my website, which is just my name, which is liamnaden.com, I've got my own podcast called Using Your Brain for Success where I go into a lot more detail. Because, Perfect. And, and I've got coaching programs and, and, and lots of other stuff because I think the important thing to realize is if, if we're struggling with problems is to, to be open to the possibility that maybe life's not supposed to be that way. Maybe there's a possibility that biology has something to tell us about how we can live and maybe it really is possible to overcome problems and live really happy life. Maybe that's what we're biologically designed to do along like the rest of nature is. So if you can just open your mind to the possibility that what you think is the truth 
which is that life's full of stress problems, we're just victims of, of circumstance and we've got to struggle and, and overcome things and, and, and you know, if you can believe that maybe this, there's a different way, it's possible that none of those things could be true, that maybe like the flat earth, that everything we've been told, maybe there's a possibility that it's not true and go forward 50, 100 years time, maybe they'll, everyone will be saying, why did they ever believe that? Why did they ever not realize that they had a brain that was designed to be used a certain way to give them their perfect life, which is what they're biologically designed for? Why did they not realize that? If you can open your mind to that possibility, then you really can make progress. You really can see some transformations in your life. You really can see the miracles start to happen. And the beauty is, it's the same what happened with me. Once I started to do this, and I started to do it before I realized what I was doing, which is why I dedicate my life now to sharing, to understanding and sharing this with people. Once you start to experience little unexpected miracles showing up in your life, good things, you start to realize there's something different going on. Instead of you trying to control everything, force everything and get stressed and worried and hang on and desperately trying to make things happen, you start to realize there's something else that's slightly beyond your control, um, but in your control when you realize it, but it's not coming from fear. Mm -hmm. Then you start to see the results and then it snowballs. And then more and more you start to see these good things happen and then you, you're on a different path. You know, Man. and uh, that's when the magic happens. You don't need that's... to believe it all at once, but you can start to understand it and start to apply it in small ways. Just turn that TV off. Say, maybe it is poison to me, to my brain, because it makes me feel bad. I'll just try not watching the news for a week. See what that does. Absolutely. Maybe that person on, who I don't enjoy talking to, maybe I just won't talk to them as often, or I'll make have shorter conversations. <laughs> so. Um, Wow, you don't, and, you, and you don't know this, different. you don't know this, but you're speaking directly to me. Like, I mean, I'm telling you what, like, I need to turn the damn TV off a little more and, you know, definitely avoid the negative people. I agree completely. So, you know, I'm going to accept, I'm going to accept this as a personal challenge, <laughs> you know, but to be honest, I think it uh, would be very wise to at least discuss your coaching process a little bit because, uh, Man, the things that you're discussing, I think, really address a lot of the problems people face today. And I certainly want to help you find people that you can help. So if they just go to your website, liamnaden.com, L-I-A-M, N as in Nancy, A-D-E-N.com, uh, they'll be able to find your coaching program. Tell us a little bit about what you do and what kind of results people can expect from working with you. Sure. Well, one of the things in my coaching program, I go into a lot more detail teaching people three things. Firstly, who they are and what their brain is and how it works, which we've covered a little bit of, but there's a lot more to it, to the understanding. The second thing is how to really start eliminating fear from your life, because a lot of the things that are coming at you and making you feel bad, you're not even aware of what they are. So you need to understand that, what they are, and then, then you can start to switch off all the buttons, if you like. And the third thing is, once you've got stopping all the negative fuel coming, you've got to do a bit of refurbishment to the engine, reconditioning, because there's a lot of stuff that your brain has spent a lifetime telling you you live in a dangerous world. It's got all of these imaginary lions that it's creating for, for you all the time. And so you need to be able to teach your brain the difference between a real lion, because obviously fear, you, you need to feel fear 
when a lion's coming at you. I'm not saying you shouldn't have fear in your life, but there's not many, many situations. That was fine 50 million years ago for cavemen when their life was surrounded by danger, but our life is not surrounded by danger, immediate threat anymore. How often does a car come veering towards us? Not very often. How often does someone come up to hit us? We don't have these threats. But mm -hmm. since the day we were born, we've been conditioned and taught that, that life is dangerous, that we're limited, that we have to struggle, that the problems are natural. So our brain has all of this stuff going on, creating imaginary lions, and we need to find a way to teach, retrain our brain to see the difference between imaginary lions and the real lions. And I've created a process called Neurostate Rebalancing, which as the name suggests, rebalances your brain so that you're operating from your creative state rather than your survival state. Mm. And um, it's not a complicated process and it's not something you need to spend 20 years, you know, in therapy mm. <laughs> to understand. <laughs> uh, but it's something that will help your brain do that. And then you can go back. That, that, so that's the three parts of my coaching, really, so that you can start living your natural life, which is a life of thriving, not struggle. Awesome. And, and if, uh, some, if somebody wanted to hire you and engage in your coaching process, what kind of uh, terms do you offer? Is it like a monthly, or how does that work? I do private individual coaching one-on-one, -on -one, um, which is obviously just for a fee, but my, my program, uh, which is called uh, Rebalancing Your Brain for Success, which includes this neurostate rebalancing, it's a, it, it has audio lessons and a workbook, so that's something people would purchase at $397 at the moment. Awesome. That's, wow. That's it? To learn how your brain uh, works and put it in perspective for $400, really? It's not that complicated. I mean, wow. well, it, in, in essence. Oh, I did say that's but, a great it, value. That's a car payment for the rest of your life. You know, an investment in the yeah. rest of your life. So, I mean, that's, that sounds very affordable. That's really, really great. I wish we had more time. I know that there's some more things that we can touch on. Maybe we can do another interview together in the future, Liam. Sure, anytime. The more I can, uh, more people I can help with this information, I'm delighted to, to do so. Ab absolutely. <laughs> and it's been great talking to you as well. Oh, God, yes, you as well. And, um, you know, quite frankly, I'm a little surprised. I wasn't expecting this. Uh, this was a really great interview. I really enjoyed this. You have a lot to share with the world, and I'm just so thankful that, you know, our paths have crossed in this way so that I can help you share your message. But hopefully other people out there that need it will be able to find something in your words and hopefully in your coaching. And, uh, you know, you can continue to do the great work that you were led here by your creative brain to do, right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, as I say, I've got no idea what I'll be doing tomorrow or five minutes from now, pretty much. But um, I know it's all going to be good. <laughs> that is awesome. In the moment. So the, the overriding message is to live in the moment without fear and have faith in tomorrow being a great day, right? And when you use your brain the right way, you know you automatically do that. You don't need to think, well, that's a nice idea. I wish I could do that. Because... You know, um, when you use your brain the right way, it's not a struggle to live like that. It's the way we're designed, biologically. Perfect. So you're Brilliant. just helping helping people get back to their their inherent nature is really what this is about. Absolutely. Yeah, we've been led so far astray to living our natural life, and that's why we've got lives surrounded with problems and stress, which aren't which are a sign that we're not living naturally. That's all they are. They've got to be. 
If you have problems with your car, you don't say, um, well, you know, the car's built wrong, the car's designed to have to not go properly. You know that you're not doing something right. That's why it shows up. If it stutters along or the engine blows up, you don't say, well, oh, well, that's life. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You mm. take a look at it like a mechanic would. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Liam. This has been an amazing experience. I just want to tell you, you really, uh, uh, you gave me some things to think about, which I really enjoy as part of this experience myself. Uh, but, you know, again, I, I really do put out there that hopefully someone will get something out of this and be able to use it in their own life. And don't forget to visit Liam's website at liamnaden.com so that you can check out his program and see if there's something that, uh, you know, you can do together that would impact your life as a listener in some positive way. I hope that some more people discover your amazing system. Awesome. Thank you so much, Liam. I really appreciate you being a guest today on the Todd Cash Show, and I'll hopefully uh, speak with you again in the future. Thanks, Todd. It's been an honor talking to you as well. Thank you. You are so welcome. If you found today's episode helpful and meaningful, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on what's next. Remember that the Toddcast show is all about community and connection, so follow the podcast on your preferred social platform to keep updated on everything I've got in store. Also check out my website, toddcastshow.com, to learn more and stay connected. Be sure to tell your friends and family about the Toddcast show so the podcast family can continue to grow and share on an international level. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you over on the next episode. Hi, I'm Todd Mira, host of the Toddcast show, and I want to share something personal with you today. Throughout my own life, I've struggled with issues I didn't even realize I had. Things like depression, past trauma, PTSD, and feeling disconnected from the people I loved the most. It took me hitting rock bottom to realize I couldn't fix myself alone. I needed help to unravel the tangled knots within my life, find myself again, and become stronger in the areas I was weakest. It wasn't an overnight transformation, but with time, I learned to change my thinking, my attitudes, and my entire paradigm for the better. I learned that it's good to ask for help, and that's why I want to tell you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of The Toddcast Show. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and the best part, it's 100% online. You can participate from anywhere, anytime that works for you. It's simple to get started. Simply answer a few questions about your specific needs and personal preferences in therapy, and BetterHelp will match you with the perfect therapist from their network. It's really that easy. You can message your therapist anytime you need support and schedule a live session when it's convenient for you. BetterHelp is committed to ensuring that you find the perfect match to guide you along your journey to well-being. As someone who went through therapy and came out way ahead of where I started, I want to invite you to take this step to a healthier, happier you today. My life was transformed through therapy, and yours can be too. With BetterHelp, 
you get the same professionalism and quality you'd expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is hand-picked for you, all at a shockingly affordable price. And as a special offer for our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by using the special link, betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast. You don't have to face life's challenges alone. BetterHelp is here to support you through the big and small issues of your life in a way that can really make a huge difference, both short and long term. Take the first step towards a healthier, happier you. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Toddcast to get started today.